And probably why you guys don't know what we do is because I just want to help people. So we find problems and we tie you guys in and we start figuring it out. Hi, it's Joel Pilger, and you're listening to episode 55 of the RevThinking podcast. Today, our guest is Team RevThink in an episode we're calling Avocado Toast. Welcome to RevThinking, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This is the conversation between creative leaders and consultants discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Hey, it's Joel. Today is Wednesday, October 17th. Welcome to the Rev Thinking Podcast. It's good to be with you. This is episode 55. We're slowly climbing our way past the 50-episode milestone that we crossed a month or so ago. Today's going to be an interesting conversation because today you get to meet Team RevThink. As it just so happened a couple weeks ago, Tim Thompson and myself and Jason Fletcher and Ashley Talusic, we were all in L.A., having avocado toast at our favorite spot, Verve, on Melrose. Or at least it's my favorite. I've done many uh, broadcasts and live Zoom feeds and what have you from that coffee shop there that I love in West Hollywood. But we were all there and we said, you know what? What a great opportunity for us to have a conversation about us. Because we really have never done an episode that just answers the question, who is RevThink? What does RevThink do? What's our mission what are we trying to accomplish in the world? So that's what this episode is about today. A um, couple of quick announcements I'll get into before we get into the episode. One, cohort, the quarterly cohorts of creative entrepreneurs. Uh, last week was our meeting, our evening mastermind in New York. And wow, was it killer. Uh, for those of you that were there, I know you really enjoyed it. Um, let's just say that it was a lively debate because we got into... The topic of you can negotiate more than you think. And we had Carrie Smith, the entertainment attorney from Greenspoon Martyr, as our guest. And it was awesome. So thank you to everyone who came out. The next one is on Thursday, November 1st in Los Angeles. Our guest is Neil Berkeley from Future U Media. And the topic is all around content production. Uh, I think the title is something like, you're producing content, why not sell it? So that is an invitation-only event, but if you have not yet RSVP'd, make sure you do so because it will sell out. I think the seating is limited to 18. Uh, If you do want an invitation, just go to RevThink.com and fill up the contact form and say, hey, I'd love an invitation to Cohort. And if you qualify, we'd be happy to put you on that list. Okay, um, other events. October 26th, I am speaking at the Bend Design Conference. That is in Bend, Oregon, and I am talking on this topic I call the Genius Gap. Now, the dates for the conference are actually the 25th through the 27th. I'm speaking on the uh, 26th, which is that middle day. Uh, You can get tickets at benddesign.org, and just like I said last time, I don't know if they're sold out or if there's still tickets remaining or what the prices are, but um, would be happy to have you join me there for my workshop that I'm going to be delivering on the Genius Gap. Okay, to today's episode. Who in the world is RevThink? What do we do? How do we work? Who do we work for? And of course, most importantly, what's our mission? We say we help creative entrepreneurs run a thriving creative business, but what does that mean and what does that really look like? Well, I hope you enjoy this episode. You guys all work for me. You guys all know what RevThink is, but the hardest thing to explain to anybody outside is what we do. 
So I want, I'm going to ask each of you the question, like, what does Rev think? And you all have different experiences. Ashley, you're the newest to the team. So I want you to kind of explain where you are in the process. Jason's been with me almost from the beginning. And Joel was one of my clients. So each of you guys have a different origin. But the running joke always is, and you guys all know it, that Rev think nobody knows what Rev think is. And I bring you on, and you probably still don't know what Rev think is, at least for a little while. There's a moment of discovery. So that's it. That's, that's what I want this podcast to be. I don't know where to even start, but I think you guys kind of get the idea. You have a common experience. So Ashley, do you want to start? Want to tell us your story? So uh, two years ago, I was at my first Promax ever, and I stumbled into one of these sessions, Catalyst. I think it was a coffee break. And I walked in, and I saw that all these people were signing into the session, and I just decided just to keep on walking. And I sat down and I quickly realized within moments that I was in the wrong room because I was not a business owner. (laughs) (laughs) But I stayed until the end and I think I might have even asked some questions to Tim and Joel who were running the session. And fast forward about a year later, I had actually decided to kind of go out on my own and try to work with clients um, that I felt really passionate with working with. And I remember Tim had emailed me right after I launched my dinky little Squarespace website that I threw up in a weekend. And he invited me to coffee with Joel. And we sat down. And I think it was like 48 hours later, he called me and he said, you're going to work with me. What are you doing? And I said, what do you mean I'm going to work with you? How, how am I going to be a part of this weird world that I don't even understand? I even remember when we had that coffee. I was, Tim and I were sitting down. We, before we were even sitting down with you, you were like, what's this coffee about? And I was like, trust me, it's going to be great. Yeah. She's she's brilliant. And you're like, and like we met this lady. We just got to sit down with her. And Joel's all like, "What are we doing?" I'm like, "Dude, let's just have a conversation. See what happens." I think what did help though is I did do a podcast with you a couple months before, um, so we did have a little bit of FaceTime. But I remember when Tim called me and just said, "You're coming on board." My head kind of spun because I'd never not had to interview for something, but I didn't know what the job was. <laughs> right. And, and he still, told me, and he told me point blank on the phone. I know that story. That's yeah. You, none of us know what the job is. <laughs> and he said, "You know what? We'll figure it out." And it's been what a year and a half now. It'll be two years next year. It's it's wild. So did you figure it out? Well, I think that's pretty much the ongoing joke here at Red Think. Um, my first few months on conference calls, I remember taking notes but not knowing what to do with them because there were so many different arenas that everyone was tackling. And so it's exciting that we're all sitting here today having our lovely avocado toast because i just need to know what the heck is rev think so to be clear the only reason i brought you on is because you took notes none of us took notes so that's why you actually were <laughs> yes, there right? that's right that's right well jason you've been with me the longest you you remember like we went to that banquet that night and i said you want to join me oh, and i swear gosh. you're like dude i don't even know yeah uh, i don't even think i have a website or the website was just my <laughs> this cheesy old logo gosh just the logo those the were world. the days yeah, I was at. We were at a uh, a fundraiser for a local charity, and uh, I had I knew Tim, and we were wrapping up, and he started heading across the room to, and and he was looking at me, and I was like, okay, he's gonna say hi or what, and and uh, he started the conversation saying, hey, I was thinking about you today, and which was odd, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, you know, I think that I'm about to get really busy with with what I'm doing, and the only person that I can think of that can do what I do is, is you. You're the person that popped into my mind. And I said, well, that's interesting. I had a, 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 a job that I really enjoyed, but I was, I was curious. I said, so what do you do? And he said, we should have lunch and talk about it. <laughs> right. No, so there was no, no answer. <laughs> no answer. Uh, so that's what started my journey. It, was, it has been incredible. It was a lot of fun. We had lunch um, shortly after that. And then we just 
uh, started working together and started trying to invent solutions for the the clients that were we were developing. Yeah. So, like, what kind of do you remember what kind of uh, issues we had back then? What kind of things we were trying to find solutions for back? Way back in those days. Oh, gosh. The pre-2010s. <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know, in, in those moments, we were, we were meeting with clients. Uh, we were just trying to find the problems. And, and oftentimes problems were things around operations, creative, or a business, a creative owner who just didn't know what to do next. And were struggling with what direction to take their, their firm, their studio, things like that. So... That was a big part of it. I, I, gosh, we waded into some really crazy situations. Remember that partnership that was four guys? And oh, we, uh, so we, we get to LA and we're like, and, and our job is to help them essentially unwind this thing. And oh, it was a it was a tense conversation, they but a lot of fun. <laughs> I think those guys ended up in a little bit of argument. But you know what specifically I remember is the reason why I pulled you out is that at that time, accounts receivable was such a issue of how do we get people's money in-house right and knowing you from the bank and all that kind of stuff i thought to myself jason remembers knows the details of people you would remember my name you remember my business's name and then i thought if i had that guy making all the ar phone calls for our clients right he would develop relationships with those accounts receivables people and we would know when the money's coming in for real and what's really happening and it's really that need and then understanding yeah, the need to create cash for cash flow and, and things like yeah. that. That was a problem that our clients were having at that time. But Tim, how did Jason get here? How did you start RevFink? What's the story before Jason's story? Yeah, what's the story before Jason? You know, you guys all kind of know my, my life story, so I'm not going to get that into too far. But early on, working at Imaginary Forces, being a producer, I did what all producers do, which is try to control the creative person so that we would make money or get it on time. And I had the fortunate relationship with Kyle Cooper, and no matter what, he was always gonna win the argument. So I had to learn as a person that creative has to win, yet you still have to be profitable, have your stuff, you have to be successful, no matter if creative has to win. And I really started developing a heart for recognizing that creative people have something inside that has to come out, but as it comes out, there are other things that are just details that drag them down, and I just wanted to come alongside them. They were my friends. They're the people I worked with. And I, I really just love this people and the industry. I wanted to do whatever I could to help them. And probably why you guys don't know what we do is because I just want to help people. So we find problems and we tie you guys in and we start figuring it out. And that's like the, the oddest part of this experience. Yeah, I can totally understand that and feel that because for me, this journey with RevThink to date so far is I know that marketing is something that really is interesting to me. And I feel like by working with you guys and you guys giving me the trust to just go for it has allowed me to go down, not to say, but too many funnels, too many marketing funnels of too many different people. And it's great to kind of create your own future. And that's something that we say a lot around here is, you know, you get to make your future what you want it to be. Yeah. So you can kind of see how the formula, the entrepreneur formula works out where I saw a finance need I knew Jason as a resource. We didn't know what the pieces were yet. We had to, as you say, invent the pieces. But the, those are just details to a problem that needs to be solved. Or actually, you have this heart for marketing and this ability to understand how Instagram works, where I barely know how to take a selfie. But the understanding that I know it's coming up and I know it's a need and something that somebody has to figure out, why not us? And our, and our clients will benefit from the work that you're doing. Uh, that's my favorite part of RevThink, that it's a little bit undefined in many of those ways. 
right? Each of us are taking that piece to kind of help the client overall move Speaking forward. of piece, are you going to eat that? You want it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had my avocado toast yet. I can't have toast in my mouth while I'm talking. I know, I'm drooling over. There's a little right, yeah, piece there. I wish, we could, I wish we could send a picture over Just the podcast the webs. Microphone. Yeah, exactly. So, Joel, now I'm going to put it on you. Oh, so we talked turn? about Jason, you know, how you how came did into I, the picture. How did I get here? How did you get here today in avocado toast land? Man. And, and don't With, pick on me too much. Don't pick on you too much? <laughs> oh, man, come on. What's the fun in that? No, so the fun part of my story is I ran a studio for 20 years that was called Impossible Pictures. And it was, it was really successful. It was a great run. Um, after 20 years, I was done and had the opportunity to work with Tim. So Tim was my consultant in that last year or so. And I think really what, I, what Tim saw in me was the opportunity for a larger story. And, and in a way, it was sort of your four stages of a creative career that was really in development at that time. That's right. And you inviting me into that saying, actually, there's a lot more you have to give. Don't go just start another production company, help the whole industry. And for me, that was a very cool opportunity to be like, yeah, could I help the industry that I love? You know, and all the people in it that have been so great to me and there's such you know, an exciting future. So I started being a consultant, working alongside Tim, and that was now four and a half years ago or something. And yeah, what were you saying? You had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> None of us knew what to do. No. At, at the but I think what the unique piece is, and this is what it is for me, is I think we all notice that we like to help people. Yes, very much so. And when you help other people, it helps yourself tenfold. Well, I, re I can remember my very first client. You remember, Tim, you said, hey, we're just going to start. I have this client in, in Manhattan that I don't have the bandwidth for, so you take them on. And I was like, you know the line from Gone with the Wind? I don't know nothing about... Consult yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was terrified. I was terrified. I'm like, what? I don't know what consulting even means. What does this look like? And you said, just go to New York, meet these guys. You'll, you'll know what to do. And that's exactly what happened. Because I walked into this production company and it was like, okay, where are you at? Where are we going? Let me see the numbers. Let me see the clients. What are the problems? And I was immediately like, oh my gosh, what? No, we have to fix this. <laughs> yeah. We got to change this. We got to hire this person. We got to put this system in place. And off we went. You and already knew the answers. Yeah, the answers came very, very quickly. So to tell you the truth, Joel, the really reason why I brought you on is because you bought that steak at Elway's, and I just wanted more steak. <laughs> uh, so it was a bribery, really, to get... That, that was that dinner in Denver, right? <laughs> it was the dinner in Denver. That's all I was really going <laughs> for. I'm still the, stuck with you. What's the line about the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach? <laughs> yeah. is, that, is, that, is that the one? I'm looking at, t at Tim's wife here saying she's nodding. She's shaking um, her head. <laughs> the, uh, you know what's funny? So in, you bring this up, and I almost forgot how. You're right. The four stages were in development. And at that stage, I was using this term elders that oh, I right. recognized that our right. industry needed elders. There are us, there's those of us who have done this long enough. It's our turn to pay back. It's our turn to take what we know and give to others. And you with a business ownership of 20 years, I, I had not accomplished that. You know so much more about that deep dive and that stressful points. I didn't want that to be wasted by you solving the problem only for yourself. Right. And I felt like that was such a need in this industry and you had this experience that you, you can do that. We talk a lot about community and helping our community and helping each other. And so Joel, you know, very much in the accelerator land. Please, so Tim, tell us how Joel has been a really big part of creating the community. Uh, yeah, I'll let you say yourself because it really is that beginning of the eldership. Like that is, 
I mean, maybe I got lucky and saw some saw something or it became dynamic. But that idea of like the, our industry needs elders really is beginning to think like community. And I was I just love that day when you created that first jumpstart module, and I realized, wait a second, you found a way to get that information out so that that industry could take your knowledge and push it forward. It's such an exciting day. Remember we were in your office in Denver when we in, uh, in the mountains. Oh, sure. At your house that day. Here's even the story behind that story that I remember is that you and I, I think, first met at a Promax. Remember? Because my rep was also repping... Big Star. Big Star. Yeah, yeah right. and you and I met. But so think about that moment, right? I'm in a community called Promax and you're in a community called Promax and we're in a community of fellow owners running creative businesses that's always just been part of my DNA that along my journey, I recognized if I connect with other owners, of course I'm traveling to meet clients. Like that's of course, but while I'm traveling, I'm going to connect with other owners because these are my peers. And I know that over the course of my career, these are going to be the people that also fuel and feed my journey. So when I started consulting, I realized, wow, how could I actually create and foster community in a way that's even more powerful? Um, Jumpstart, of course, was is simply a, a, you know an accelerator, which is an idea of could we get twenty or thirty or forty studios t- together to work on problems and challenges together. But then beyond that, we started bringing owners together in even public spaces. So you remember when we created Creative Entrepreneurs, which was a program inside Promax. So we were bringing the owners of agencies together. Another big push from you, because you, you went to Steve Kazanjian and started saying, I think we should do this. Yeah. Big community move for you. That you, yeah, you, yeah. you just had that instinct and knew where to go after it. Well, and to Steve's credit, he, as a former agency owner himself, said, yeah, you're right, we should do this. Now, that has since transformed or transmogrified <laughs> into <laughs> cohort, which is now every quarter, we're connecting and doing full evening masterminds and dinner dinners with creative entrepreneurs, so studio and production company owners getting together in New York, in Los Angeles, Denver, we've got you know London and other cities in the works. But that idea of that, yes, we all compete, but we actually can make each other stronger. If we get together and we share and we build each other up, the, the few times that we compete is more than outweighed by what we gain by being in community. And did you realize that we were missing that in our industry? Did you feel like a lot of people were behind closed doors, not sharing their secrets because they were afraid that their competitors would outdo them? I think what I found was I saw a, I think I saw a pattern. And that was when I would hang out with other successful business owners, they were all very much open and willing to share and willing to connect. And if I'm honest, the converse that when I encountered owners who were maybe closed off, not plugged into community, they really just weren't as successful. And so yeah. I, I became really intrigued with, wow, it's amazing how these people are giving away and, and sharing and, 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 and yet they're successful. Even though you would think, gosh, aren't you afraid that you're making your competitor stronger and he's yeah, going to be you. giving away it's your like, secrets. Yeah. Such and, an exciting moment. Yeah. 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 You know what I love about cohort that we're doing is that it's all of us it's a moment where all of us can be involved, where you and Ashley team up, kind of get the, the group together, you find the sponsors, you find the evenings, and then we show up. You and Ashley are doing do the LA one, I did the New York one with you. We're gonna start doing stuff in San Francisco, Jason's to be part of. There's all this great opportunity for us to just be in the room. And then what we do is we sit back. Instead of us being the consultants, we just bring the community, community together because that's what's needed and then we let go and let the community be the community. That's right. 
it's such an exciting and powerful um, development for us. Yeah. I, I think that Joel, that it, it, for me, when you came on board um, and and started looking at the community and specifically um, Catalyst and Promax, I, I, that was a one of the most exciting developments mm. I think for RevThink. Uh, Although I'll say this, Jason and I, there was this moment when we're doing the very first Catalyst, and uh, Jason was, he, he, this is Jason's total MO, right? So uh, we just needed it recorded. So Jason's like, okay, I'll get to the soundboard and do it. Yeah. Or we needed like, <laughs> right. like, okay, Jason was unstacking chairs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, okay, I, I get this part. And then we're standing in the corner and Jason and I go, how did this happen? I mean, we've been almost struggling for six, seven years just trying to get our voice heard. Right. And all of a sudden we're looking like, right. holy, holy cow. Here it what, is. What, There's a room of 100 owners yeah. here all saying, all right, here I am. Yeah, and they're coming to us Speak or to whatever. Where we said to go door to door almost. Yes, either. yeah. Now, I do agree with you that it's cool about cohort because it's not really a prescribed, you know, show up and we're going to deliver. It's so organic. Yeah, all this programming. And there's some of that, but it's really more about get all of the owners together in a room. We're going to discuss and debate a topic, right? We use a Jeffersonian dinner format. Um, but we also have a featured guest every time. So we really believe, let's bring in somebody who's not necessarily from our industry. Let's bring in a great legal mind. Let's bring in a, a great mind that's a thought leader in some other area that doesn't come from motion design or doesn't come from live action or something like that. And that's really fun to just get that thought leader's perspective and help drive the conversation so that everybody walks away with something really valuable that, hey, I'm, you know, we just helped each other all become stronger and better together. Okay, so I'll go back to the first question because, again, I feel like uh, we have three different stages of think all at, in one place at one time. It's pretty exciting. Uh, you just drop your. Just I think you got avocado, avocado on my foot there, right there. Um, the three stages of think here. So, if I threw it back at you, how stressed would you guys be if I had you have to explain what think is in in fifty words or less? Could you all? Can you all do it? Should I go around the table this way and see if well, you can do what we think is? I mean, we, of course, we have our formal positioning statement, right? That we're the consultancy for next generation creative entrepreneurs. I mean, I think Ashley actually said it. It's helping, it's helping creative entrepreneurs. It's helping business owners move forward, accomplish their goals, you know, be, live, live a, a really great life. And I think also just being in our little inner circle and working with these people, it's helping us further define and redefine ourselves on this journey. Completely agree with that. Completely. So, Jason, what's your nutshell of what RevThink does? Well, I, I would just say, I, I, I mean, I can't say it any better than helping people. I, I love to see the the transformation that our owners go for, go through as we coach them through different elements of whether it's strategy, challenge, even a difficult job. I had to do that recently. It's a lot of fun because you're just helping. And I mean, from setting up chairs at a, at a conference to to working through a difficult client to managing um, what's next and the freedom that our our owners and our clients get through our engagements I, I mean you know the one thing the, the one statement I remember that, that crystallizes it for me was one of our clients who had didn't have any visibility uh, on on their finance side of things and we showed them the cash flow report and he literally said I feel like I was blind and now I can see and really see the future in a lot of ways is what we created for him. And it's that, those moments with owners that are so rewarding. Well, I have to piggyback on that. I think what's so interesting is 
you guys and all of us are able to use our past experiences to help figure out the future, but we don't let that past experience be the end all. We're right. so willing to jump into sticky situations and we might not know how to figure it out in that moment, but we know that we have the people around us and the drive to figure it out no matter what, because there's no such thing as a new idea and there's no such thing as a new problem. There's just a different way of looking at it. Uh, okay, so last question, because I know it's always good to not kind of cut this before we hit the 45-minute mark or whatever this yeah. might turn out to be. <laughs> I think we're yeah, I think we're at 20 minutes, so we're not we're not too the, bad. Um, you, uh, Jason, you and Joel remember this, but the, uh, the the workshop that we did that one day where I had the whiteboard and the markers, and we end up with that spaghetti mess on the wall. Oh yeah, oh, and it right. was the birth of the seven ingredients. Really. Right, right. Um, I, f I feel very lucky that we discovered those seven ingredients and we recognize that you have to master those seven areas of business. And it really gives us a structure to the type of growth and opportunities we have looking for. So we have the entrepreneurial formula, needs plus resources equals solutions. And those seven ingredients allow us to define needs in each of those categories. And to have uh, the three of you, to have Marco, to have Jaken, to have Ethan, to have the whole team on board with us, and be able to keep pushing ourselves out to what those ingredients might be and how that plays out. You know, to me, that was one of those early magical moments of think that gave us all the structure we function today. Well, I remember I took a picture of that, if you want to call it a diagram. Yeah, right. It was a jumbled mess because what we were doing was really trying to process what are all the issues that a business owner faces? Yeah, what are the problems? Yeah, and they, we did sort of distill them down a little uh, because we recognized these seven ingredients. Now, the one that, the ingredient of creative is obviously the one, well, every creative entrepreneur kind of has that one in the bag. Right. Right. Or else they wouldn't even be successful at all. They wouldn't, there wouldn't be a business. But then all these other items like finance and operations and sales and all that, are like each one of those is almost a school unto itself. You could almost spend a lifetime just being great at sales, just being great at production. And this is, of course, what it really takes to make a firm thrive, but that diagram, remember I took a picture of it and I put it on our website because once you start breaking it all down, you realize there's so much here. No wonder, yeah, no wonder, you know, the creative entrepreneur wakes up every night at 2 a.m. and is processing, what about this and how do I that and what if this and what, you know, someday how can I, Yeah. there's just so much there. And that's why it's fun for us to come alongside and help. It really is. And, and uh, if those, are the, those people who are just listening and might not be as familiar with what those seven ingredients are, we talk about it a lot on our website and our publications, to just know that there's some origin of us doing what we do, trying to find those needs and just doing an audit that all of a sudden we can find those seven categories really becomes a structure of, of success for, for ourselves and our clients. Yeah, and I, I love that we've created that seven ingredients Facebook group. I, Joel and I just got off a, a live um, you know time with those guys and it just is, it, it's, it goes back to community and helping us create community so that we can solve problems together. It's so exciting in there. I think it's one of my favorite things to check on Facebook. Um, my personal life on Facebook has been removed, but when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to managing clients and ad campaigns, um, I always get a good kick out of seven ingredients. There's always someone in there posting something that stirs up crazy conversation. Um, so if you haven't heard of it or haven't been in the group yet, definitely send a request and we'll try to get you in there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I think a hot it, place to be. Well, when we crossed over 400 owners right. of creative businesses, I realized, whoa, wait a minute, something's happening here. I don't even know if any of us realized there were even 400 owners 
much less 400 owners on Facebook. Right. 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 <laughs> because most owners are trying to get that away are from Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. Because they're running their. But unfortunately, a, <laughs> a lot of them have learned the trick of just bookmark the the group. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to your feed. Don't go to your feed. <laughs> right. Right. And see all the that's latest cat zone. videos. Yeah, that's a war zone. But um, that has been has been really exciting. And just this past week, right? There was a. Uh, I remember there was a uh, something that had been posted. It was a promotion. Oh yeah, for Wistia. For yeah, for Wistia that people started commenting on and debating it's, and arguing I think 100 and, comments deep. and I reached out and said well let's find the production company owner who was behind that project and invite him into the group and talk about it and sh- 30 minutes later boom here's knocking on the door that He's owner in. Welcome. in the group <laughs> saying hey I'll, I'll tell you how that all went down and we'll let's talk about it and I again I feel like this is an opportunity where we can all make everyone stronger to help everyone understand because in a way it's that it's that concept that you talk about of the the rising tide lifts all boats it's one thing to be the tide. One thing to be the boat, something to be the tide. Yeah. Well, guys, I just want to say thanks so much for gathering around the holy avocado toast and bringing me <laughs> on board and being such a great team to work with. And I really thank you for the opportunity and sitting here today and having the world be able to understand, hopefully, a little bit more about what RevThink is about. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm, I'm actually really thankful, too. Super excited, of course, for you, Ashley, and the, the needs that I know you see and how excited you are to be the resource that meets them um i'm also just i mean i'm also just thankful for for tim and of course you inviting me into a larger story that even at that point in my career i didn't see it myself you know you saw something that really helped me convert right i was able to convert a 20-year story into something that was even a bigger story so for that i'm immensely thankful yeah and i would i'd have to echo that um completely i just the opportunity to be a part of, uh, well, I mean, it, it, at, the, at the beginning, it was, there was no team. It was Tim and I. But the opportunity to be a part of the team that um, we are now continues to uh, amaze me. I'm just so grateful for that and for all of the, all of the opportunities that we have for our clients. It's, it is, has been huge to be a part of those companies and a part of their success in helping them do that. So. Oh, you guys are very sweet. We say we work for the thank yous. So it, as you know, yes, the thank true. you moments are so satisfying. But uh, really, it's uh, good for us to say thanks to our clients as well. This industry has embraced the ideas that we have. Uh, people trust us. They listen to us. Uh, we feel a lot of responsibility when we're saying things and posting yes. things. Yeah. So we're just also just thankful for, for this crazy opportunity we're all going to have. Because I know we're having fun and enjoying avocado toast and coffee. But uh, just thankful that, that we can be part of this in any great way and continue our own story. So what, what a great life we live, huh? Very true. What will be interesting is if we do this again in a year and see how much more has evolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the avocado toast won't change. Yeah. But everything else will, right, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> awesome. Hopefully right. you get a whole slice, I know. Joel. I'm going to go get that right now. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Appreciate thanks, everyone. You've been listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast. For more information on upcoming accelerators, events, or to learn how RevThink advises creative entrepreneurs like you, connect with us at RevThink.com.